The following program is rated MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Green flag waving for the always exciting Sheldon Hutchild. He'll bounce the right rear off the wall in turn four. Lot one for Sheldon Hutchild. Quick time! Off turn four. Quick time! Ten, zero, three, zero. Second lap time for David is quick. Holy crap, boys. We are back after a, uh, what do we want to say, an extended break here on Quick Time, the podcast. We are back in the race cave once again. Josh Harris with me, Brad Brown, as always. Uh, let's check in with the fellows and uh, see how their break was. Josh, uh sworn a new Quick Time hoodie here. That I am. I was... We had some extra hoodies at the shop that we got given to us, so I paid the extra to get the logo put on them. Um, last day of the year, talked Brandon into printing me up a couple of them, and turned out pretty slick because Brad's got one on now. Yeah, I like it. It's really slick. Uh, it's, I just love this logo, even though uh, Brandon doesn't. Uh, yeah, hey, Brandon. I, it's not that I don't <laughs> like the logo. I just have to give Josh shit. Yeah, it, it's a. I like it. It in a shirt. I've been wanting a sweatshirt or a t-shirt or something with, with the logo on it to, to sport. Is is this kind of like uh, drivers wearing their own shirts? Is that uh, is that a no-no? I think that's what Brandon told me why he <laughs> wouldn't wear a quick. That's time right. Shirt. You don't wear your own shit. <laughs> but yet I see Ryan Roberts, all them guys. They wear their own stuff. Yeah, they're not supposed to. Yeah, you're not supposed to. <laughs> I only know Kevin Engel to wear his shirt, but because uh, it's the only one he has. <laughs> well, that, that's usually a key. <laughs> but no, otherwise they they fit nice. They fit nice. What'd you do every break? I did Christmas stuff. It was a blast. I I you know Brad, you don't know this story here about Christmas. I don't. What? But uh, this is the first year that Josh and his wife has ever bought gifts for their kids for Christmas. That is true. First year. His daughter first is year. sixteen years old. She's never gotten a Christmas gift from mom and dad. Nope. Well, that's because Santa did it. Yeah, exactly. Santa, he's rich. <laughs> Santa, yeah, but that guy, that guy spends some money on my kids. Let me but, tell you. You know, I, I get it because we don't. My wife and I. Did and you do my that daughter, with your daughter? Was it everything for, always from Santa? Not, not, not always. But uh, the last seven, eight, ten years, we we don't buy gifts anymore. We do experiences. Well, she's grown. She's grown. We do experiences instead. Is that why you went out of town then? Yeah, we we went to Hot Springs, Arkansas this year. Uh, we left on Christmas Eve and got back on the thirtieth, I think it was, and uh, just spent some time down there and had some fun. What'd you do down there? I saw I saw some hiking going on. Did, oh, we man. did some hiking. We uh, sat in the hot hot water, the, the hot springs. Uh, these have these bathhouses, and you got to sit in the hot tub, and then you got a sits bath, and you got a steamer, and Dang, then you got a massage. Like and yeah, and I, I hated the massage, but uh, the rest what, of it was what, pretty cool. Did not, why did you hate the massage? Um, I had to wait an hour for it, and I was only in a. I mean, was it? He had some big dude doing. That's it. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Was it <laughs> some big, big dude doing it? Not it, some it was, hot blonde. It was a dude, and you were buck naked, and I was so uncomfortable with it that uh, um, it, it was not. Uh, it was not a comfortable massage. So you, so. you didn't get the happy ending no, at the end. No, it, it, it was didn't pay extra for that. But it was a great trip down on Hot Springs. Uh, it was. It was a. It was a good trip. So now you know nowadays with Christmas, I think this is true. As the older you get. The more it's about memories than it is about gifts, and that's what I think. That's, Th- why that's I think true. That's this cool is the first that. year that my daughter did not ask for toys for Christmas. Right. Yeah. So right, 
She's at the stage where she wants the expensive ass electronic stuff. Yeah. She wants a MacBook Pro. She wants uh, yep. iPhone 14 Max Pro. She wants AirPods. She wants AirPods Pro Beats. Whatever the fuck yeah. that shit or is. Or Oculus. That's what my oh, son yeah. wants. Yeah. yeah. So why did you start getting buying gifts at 16 instead of... <laughs> it was more of a... Circumstances. Yes. So my family, what they Santa do... Santa died, by is, the way, kids. No, he, <laughs> so what we do is for the Harris family, which is me and my brothers the kids all exchange gifts. So we set aside money for that every year. Um, this year, we didn't. none of us wanted to do it. We just wanted to play games and just be around each other. That was more of the, That's cool. the goal. Yeah. So my kids, Experiences. we were trying to figure out what to do with that money because we had already saved it. And so- I'm going to strip club. That's where I'm going, boys. <laughs> so what we did is we got, each kid got to get each of us to a gift with that amount of money. And we got each of them a gift with that amount of money. And we opened that up on Christmas Eve night after church and everything. And, you know, it was a really cool experience because my kids always tell me that they, they love the giving factor of it. That's the only reason why they wanted to do it. It wasn't about them getting the gifts. And that's what they were going to miss out because that's the only time they give another that's what gift. That's what Jordan was saying. She she rather give gifts. So she was going in her room finding the crap she didn't want. I'm wrapping this up, giving to my cousins. and <laughs> All brand stuff's gone the next day. Yeah. <laughs> So what did, what did your kids get you? What what did you get? What did I get? I got Oregon Trail for Hell the Switch. Yeah. As Lila said, the best gift ever. I don't even know what that is. You what? ever remember the game Oregon Trail? Brad Brad no. is a little bit older than us, so uh, computers were not uh, our thing. When so he was it's in a game school. where you, you have to get to Oregon on the Oregon Trail. And you, have, and you normally die before you get you, to Nebraska. You get to name all the characters and stuff like that. So it's, uh, we played it the first day I got it, and like my son died of dehydration because we ran out of water or food. But other than that, I got like a rock, uh, a stone or something that my daughter got me. And I'm trying to remember. Uh, it, it, you know. it was a rock, not a rock of cocaine. No, or a crack, it was, right? it's, a, it's like a... Um, I mean, we a, are in Hickman. It's called a crystal. We are in Hickman, and I crystal. know that there's like a meth problem out here. It's like a lucky crystal. It's over there by the football trophies, kind of in a bag. It's supposed to bring me good luck and stuff like that. So I'm like, that's cool. I'll take that. I can't All right, remember. hopefully it brings some good luck when you uh, do the Chili Bowl pool coming up. I know, is that once it comes <laughs> out. It coming out, yeah. So, Brad, down at uh, down in Arkansas, uh, going on the hikes and stuff, uh, did you ever think about doing some wildlife photography? Because uh, I've been getting into that a little bit here lately. Yeah, I saw the- that uh, you were dabbing into that. No, I I got rid of everything. Uh, I do have my camera and my gener- my small lens, but uh, I, I don't even have a computer where I could take photos and download them or anything, so... Uh, now so the photography thing. Officially retired. Yeah. retired. Did you sell all that stuff? Yeah, sold yeah. it all. Actually, Tim Allen bought it all for me in a, in a uh, one lump sum. So uh, got rid of it. Forty nine ninety nine. I did keep my forty <laughs> D camera and then the lens. What is it? A twenty eight seventy, and that's all I have. And like I said, I I couldn't even take a picture today and download it on anything because I don't even own a I don't even own a computer anymore. So wow. Um, well, you don't need a computer. You got your iPad right there. I'll give yeah. you a little adapter thing. You plug your SD <laughs> card in there. You're good to go. <laughs> So uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I'm that that's a thing of the past. But uh, we had a good trip to Arkansas, and um, I, I didn't realize there were that many trees and stuff in Arkansas. I, I go to Fayetteville every year with my old job, but I've never gone further south. You know, you would you would know are. about all the trees and stuff going through Arkansas if you ever made it down Short Track National Nine Thirty Speedway. No kidding. There's a lot of trees down there, dude. That's, yeah. that's a it's, it's a cool area. I made the drive the first year we went down there. I made the drive at night. I left like Lincoln at like ten o'clock at night and just drove overnight Holy down to Arkansas. Cow. Dang. I mean, we we're there for four or five days, but so I left the day before at night and uh, 
driving at night's the best time because you can just haul ass and you just right. There's nobody out there. You know that if if you see a lights coming over the horizon, the first thing you see is orange lights. Mm-hmm. It's a semi truck. You don't need to slow the fuck down. Right. right. It's when the headlights are out, which are very few far between. That's when you kind of you know drop it back down under hundred and. Oh, for the best. Hope that radiator detector doesn't go off. But when I drove out there, it was in the middle of the night. But when we drove back, it was in the morning, and that drive is just beautiful through Arkansas. Windy roads. Yes. And yeah. It, it was. It was a cool drive. Uh, we're, we're thinking about going back in the spring or the fall where the trees are are full and Fully stuff, grown and, and stuff, yeah, all so, green. Yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, it was a really cool. It was a good trip. So, so uh, Brand, how was your time Christmas time? How would that go? Just I met. asked you once at work, and you're like, great. <laughs> like it was you know, that simple of an answer. Well, he you know, said on Twitter he was going to commit suicide, so that gives you an I indication. did not say I was going to commit suicide. <laughs> he had a huge party on New well, Year's in his said, living room. He said moving to Canada, that's the same. Moving to Canada. <laughs> Hell yeah, moving to Canada. Why would you want to live in Canada? They got elk. It's cold. <laughs> they got it hockey. Cold. They got good hockey. And there's racing up there. That's just that's Thomas Kennedy Jr. You know, Granted, he comes down here to race quite yeah, a bit, but you know what? Race. I'll road trip with them, except I'm not moving there. If I if I was to move to Canada, it'd be like Toronto or Vancouver or some cool place like that. To the big cities. <laughs> not the uh, the frozen frozen tundra of Manitoba. Heck we, yeah. we have a, a, f- a friend that lives up there in Thomas, Canada, which is straight north of here, way into Canada. And, and she's always put on Facebook uh, how cold it is. And, and shit, it, they have like two months where they don't have any snow. And it's like 30 below for highs. And yeah, see, crazy. I ain't going no, up thanks. to Canada like that. I'm going like across the border. When you say 30 below, bit. is that windshield or is that no, before that's, the windshield? that's 30 below Celsius. Back, but uh, I, I believe 30 below Celsius is the same as 30 below Fahrenheit. I think that's the, uh, the zeroing out point. It's 30 below. No I'm skimming through her Facebook to see what her last one was and... Just to give you an idea, but it's just fucking cold. I don't want to, I don't ever want to go up there here. (laughs) It was 29 feels like 29 below feels like 40 below Celsius. Dang. And that's probably like monthly. Like it's not a daily thing like it is here. Not at all. So anyways, no Christmas, (laughs) it was all right. Just, you know, it's just another day to me. Just another day of the week. What'd you do New Year's then? I heard you had a party in your living room. Sweatpants on. I didn't go to that party. That party was a bust. Was it? <laughs> Just some dog. I, I, was, there. <laughs> I was in bed by nine o'clock. Let's face it, boys. I'm old. He had some dog well, there. He had to leave. <laughs> we all went to bed sober. That's a good thing. That is no, Josh. Yeah, I, did. Bed, so. okay. I did. Okay. My right. wife drank wine, but I didn't. I drank Mountain Dew in my my wine cup. So <laughs> my daughter, your New Year's looked pretty cool with your with your two kids yeah. just doing games, games and, and stuff. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, see, if you look over there, I have the scoreboard where. The SS is supposed to be senior citizens. That was the name of me and my wife's team against my kids and their friends. And it was, hey, we got smoked. Thanks for the invite. Smoked. That's all I got to say. Next year, what's I your we team were, name? I thought be? we were friends. <laughs> next year, are you coming? All right. My team name is Quick Time <laughs> Gimpy and <laughs> Brandon Gimpy. Brandon Gimpy. Anyways, coming up on the program, we not have not mentioned it. Uh, Tad Holloman, uh, local. 305, 360s, print car driver, longtime Chili Bowl competitor. Uh, I want to get Ted on here and talk about uh, just kind of why the the uh, low buck guy goes down in the Chili Bowl. He knows he's going in there. He doesn't have a shot in hell of winning the damn thing, but he goes every year. I want to find out why. Well, I mean, a good thing is, like, I talked to Don Drow Jr. today, and I go, all right, I'll see you, see you Saturday on TV in that A-Main. He just laughs at me. I'm like... What? I'm like, why wouldn't you like that would be my goal, like to be in there, but 
I mean, with these guys, I'm kind of curious. What is it? Just to be around, to be the party of it, or what? Yeah, what's the lure? Because you're gonna you're gonna spend a lot of money, and you're not gonna make any. Four hundred cars yeah. down. I mean, three hundred fifty to four hundred cars down there. You're spending a lot of money to go down there. Fuel and everything. To and just, down there. just, just why? I mean, what, what's the, what's the appeal of that? And also, we're gonna try it again. Flying Ryan Tims. <laughs> Flying Ryan Tims. Yeah. He's, and he's told us twice in the last two days he's gonna come on. He's so coming we'll on. And. Uh, He's in a Keith Coon ride this year and going to run that midget full-time on the USAC trail. And he's one of the guys, you know, he's not going down there to have fun. He's going down there to yep. take care of business and take yep. home a golden driller. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think he's even in Buddy's car this year, or he's going to be Buddy's car. Was Buddy's yeah. car. Now is Ryan's car. Right. Well, yeah. Buddy's still driving for him. So yeah, next year will be Buddy's right. Car. But I think the number, the yeah, the, the 67. Yeah. yeah. But it's a Keith Coons car. They're all fast as fuck. Yeah. They're all. Yeah, and then you got Dason personally not running with Keith Coon. So see how that goes. So yeah, so we'll, we'll take a quick break. We're going to come back with Tad Holloman. Dirt Empire Magazine is the ultimate dirt track racing only magazine in the world. Featuring interviews, opinions, event photos, tech, and 100% racing action. Each issue includes late models, modified sprint cars, and more. Big event photos from the best photographers in the sport. And great one-on-one -on -one interviews with the top drivers as well as grassroots racers. Pick up a copy of Dirt Empire Magazine today at select tractor supply stores or other area retailers. Or get your subscription today at DirtEmpireMagazine.com. Hey guys, Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. This time I'm talking laptop screen replacement. We've all made the mistake of dropping our laptop. Maybe one of our animals stepped on it. Maybe we set something heavy on top of it and we just didn't realize it was too heavy. And you go to turn that laptop screen on, there's a giant crack across it. That doesn't mean your laptop is completely worthless. In just a couple of days of turnaround, I can easily get your laptop screen replaced and usually it's for a pretty reasonable price. Don't think your laptop is completely wasted just because you have a broken screen on it. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641, or shoot me an email, tailoredcomputersandrepair at gmail.com. I'd be glad to give you an estimate on how much it's going to cost to replace your laptop screen. At Charter West Bank Mortgage Center, we know that it's more important now than ever to find a smart mortgage that fits your needs. We're locally owned, and Charter West Bank Mortgage Center is a leader in Nebraska mortgage lending for first-time home buyers and all types of loans. Our local mortgage team at Charter West is here to help. Give us a call. Charter West Bank Mortgage Center. Nebraska born, Nebraska owned, Nebraska values. Charter West Bank, the power of the eagle. Equal housing lender. All right, guys, welcome back to Quick Time, the podcast. We are now joined by a local legend, Mr. Tad Holloman, driver of the uh, Holloman Motorsports number 20 uh, midget car. And is it a uh, 20 sprint car, or are you doing the 19 for the sprint car still? We're 19 in the sprint car and 20 in the midget. We're, we bought the midget with the number 20, and we just were too lazy to change it. <laughs> That's too, lazy, too, <laughs> too lazy, too cheap, same thing, right? It's exactly, you know. That midget racing, that's an expensive sport. <laughs> that that it is. There's no lie about that. Speaking of that midget race, and there is a big midget race coming up down in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, one thing that one race that you go to almost every single year that's the Chili Bowl Midget Nationals. And uh, what's the, what's the allure? What why why go haul a midget from Lincoln, Nebraska down to Chili Bowl? For us, it's for us, it's like a vacation. We we meet a lot of our friends and family from Kansas, Indiana, Oklahoma all over come down and we just we get together for a week and then and to race against some of those guys we never race against i mean 
you know, you get to line up some guys from California, Texas, wherever, and people you just don't race against. It, you mentioned people that you don't get a race against, and sometimes there's some some big names, some NASCAR names, Tony Stewart, Casey Kane. Has there been a, a heat race or a feature race that you made that you're lining up next to somebody is somebody and you're like, holy shit, I'm racing next to this guy? Oh, yeah, like back, was it, 2014 or 13 when, when I made the A on my qualifying night, and Jesus Christ, I mean, everybody and their dog was in it, and I was probably the only no-name in it, and I was like, what the hell am I doing in here? <laughs> Did you start up front, too? <laughs> uh, actually, we were 12th in points going into the feature that night. Dang. So, so yeah, I started like you were the big name in that heat race then. Yeah. <laughs> I think we got I think we got fortunate in a heat race, you know, I pulled the high numbers, so I started towards the back and made a pass and maybe some guys got together ahead of me and I was able to get some passing points. But you know, Chili Bowl, that's ninety five percent of it is luck. I mean, a lot of it starts when you go and pull your pill for your for your qualifying race. Right there, you know, will make or break your week. Well, I mean, here's a question for you. What is the Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like when you're in a heat race and let's say you're starting in the front and you know, you got good guys behind you. Is it just, I'm just going to attack this race. Like I do every race or I just don't want to tear my shit up. You know what I mean? Which, what's kind of your mindset yeah. when you go into that? I mean, if I'm, if I'm in with, you know, a bunch of guys that I don't know and their cars kind of look a little shady and stuff, you want to get away from them quick. But then you look at, then if you get another race and it's all everybody and their dogs, you know, you're like, okay, I don't want to screw them up, you know, piss them off. So you just kind of, you know, race your race then. Unless the same as Swindell, then you can piss them off and take them out, right? <laughs> <laughs> he you, just walked I, into the building. Have you ever off, passed so. Sammy down there? Uh, I don't think so. He was, last year, last year we were in the same race, alphabet races on Saturday. And I started ahead of him in the first one that I won. So he didn't pass me there. The second one, we both transferred from but no he didn't pass me in that one so no he didn't pass me like uh oh brad well, he stayed he, ahead of him he, he's washed up so <laughs> just kidding yeah. well, that, tad when was the first year pissed. when was the first year you oh, went down to chili bowl i was thinking i'm thinking like maybe oh six oh seven no you were you were racing before that in oh six oh seven oh six yeah oh six oh seven was was uh, the year the it first year right in the first year I went down there, and I I picked up a old uh, Motorsports Plus video of the Chili Bowl. I want to say it was like maybe oh four oh five. That could be. That, that, that could be. Tad was racing there, and it was it was a number nineteen midget, not a number twenty. Yeah, the blue one, the blue one. So yeah, Dad might have stopped. Dad might have stopped in oh four, and then I might have jumped in at 05. That's when the car got fast. Is that correct? <laughs> What? That it got a heck of a lot faster then. <laughs> so, so years ago, <laughs> when you were driving the nineteen, you go down there and drive, and on the way, and you come back with a white number twenty. Uh, was that just something you wanted to do to kind of upgrade and still have fun and, and upgrade at a little bit of a cheaper version than uh, going brand new and spending all that money just to just to basically race uh, twice a year with that thing? Yeah, I think actually it was that year I made the A. And I had to pull out of the A because the motor was just starting to lay down. And we we're like, okay, if we're going to keep on doing this, you know, we got to do something different. And like two stalls down from us, there was this car for sale, you know, X amount of dollars. It was right what we wanted. So we talked to the guy. I mean, we went all over Oklahoma looking for banks that would get us, you know, money from Iowa and Nebraska down. 
and finally got some cash Saturday morning, and we came home with the car. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, if people don't know, they've never been down to the Chili Bowl. Like, Saturday morning-ish, uh, it's, it's more of like a flea market than anything else. So everything's really? for sale. Oh, yeah. Uh, you got to unload all the, all yeah. your crap. and That's uh, so you don't have to take it back home? Is that what it that's is? That's part of the reason. Exactly. No. Yeah, they don't want to bring it back home. And, and the guy that we bought it from, he kind of does that. He kind of wheels and deals in cars. And and so we kind of knew what he had. And, and uh, no, we were very happy with it. It's been good for so, us. So what did you do with the Blue 19? Did you bring it back and then sell it? Or did you just uh, trade it or it sell it down there? The, no, we sold the motor. It had a Pontiac. It had a Pontiac motor in it. We sold it to a guy that was wanting to put it in. He was going to rebuild it and put it in the hot rod. And... Um, Actually, the frame is still setting up in this shop right now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to mention a, it was a it was a Stewart chassis. Okay, I was going to mention that old Pontiac motor. You were one of the rare guys that were running running a Pontiac I've back in the day. Heard of a Pontiac motor in the old yes. Iron Dukes? Wow. Yeah, they were they were actually a pretty decent motor back then. What I mean, so if you had to rate it between the motors nowadays. Was it no. like, no, <laughs> well, no, yeah, there, there, there ain't no difference. I mean, there ain't no comparison. Now. I mean, them damn Toyota motors, my goodness, they got some power. But there was a time where the Pontiacs were the motor though, wasn't there? Yeah. 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 The Pontiacs were the motors, And then they went to the, like the spike or to the Stanton Mopars, like what we run now. And then now they've transferred to the Toyotas. Yeah. You know, a funny topic is, so last week, me and Brandon were working together. It was just me and him on Friday, and I was joking. I wasn't him, really and working. I, and we were talking about having <laughs> on the show, and I go, I go, Brandon, you know he's already been on a podcast this week. And he goes, what? And he looked it up, and sure enough, he was on the, ho is it the Hoagies or Hooligans Garage Hoagie, or something like Hoagie that. Garage or something. I was trying to keep that on the down low. You know, I don't want to make you guys all mad. <laughs> let's, let's, let's be honest. Pretty, pretty mad. Let's be honest. <laughs> Brad, Tad was on the podcast, but he was in a seven-man orgy with the podcast. So, he, I mean, yeah. he, he comes on here, he gets some one-on-one -on -one time. You know it's bad when they exactly. say, what's yeah, your name and what do you race? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, had, you know, I had like 30 seconds to give my give my steal there. So, so uh, yeah, Tad Holloman, what's your name? Uh, what do you race? Uh, what do you race at? <laughs> so, yeah, good to have you. So, Tad, you Tad, you're getting. When are you heading down to the Chili Bowl? Sunday or are you? I down? will. I'll leave Friday morning. Uh, I'll follow Dad down Friday morning. He'll take the trailer and stuff down. We'll go down Friday. Get there probably about three in the afternoon. Drop it off at the uh, at the Expo Center. They're going to move some. We got a message yesterday or the day before or something saying they're going to move some trailers in on Friday night. Yeah, the and then Saturday. Big name guys, and then Saturday we'll start doing it. Yeah, I think the ones on the side they put the smaller trailers they're going to put in Friday night, and then everybody else will be Saturday. So I, I assume that your main goal is to just go down there and have fun and be safe. But uh, what are what are your uh, what are you looking for out of this year's Chili Bowl? Are you looking like to expectations? Yeah, yeah. What are your expectations? What are your realistic expectations of going down there? A good, my good, a good qualifying night would be heat race. Move into your qualifying race and then into the A. That would be that's what kind of what I'm wanting every time I go down. Uh -huh. All right, we're, we're talking that those were the expectations for the race. We know the Chili yeah. Bowl has a lot of extracurricular activities. Do you have any expectations <laughs> there? I mean, are you talking Hooters girls, uh, Cloud well, Nine girls? You know, <laughs> what a burger! At the age of <laughs> I'm, six, <laughs> I'm 53 years old and I'm the youngest on the crew, so oh, my. Wow. <laughs> 
So our, our good time is, you know, going down to the old, uh, Walgreens or whatever and getting their prescriptions filled and getting <laughs> home and getting their meds taken. And oh, man. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. That's classic. That is awesome. <laughs> and I will say, after the races, it's Village Inn, which is always a good time with the Holloman yeah. crew. No. That has been. We've, yes, that is always an entertaining time. That's kind of like the, the Waffle House down in the south. The Village Inn at Tulsa kind of gets wild. I have not tried a Waffle House before. That's yeah. I know Josh I is to. Josh is going to the Chili Bowl for the first time ever. Yeah, you need to go to the Waffle House. Well, I have to talk. Nathan we always did that. the Waffle House after the races. Uh, yeah, we always did the Waffle House. Because for the shootout, we did Whataburger and a couple other things that it's, they said to go to. Whataburger yeah. is good, but uh, Waffle House is Whataburger way overrated. Is a good one. If you're looking for a good time, meet up with Tad after the races. Mm-hmm. Go down in the uh, go down to Village Inn with them and and everybody on the crew and. It, there are some stories yep. flying around that table. Well, there'll be stories, and oh, we've been kicked out of there a few times, and then <laughs> eventually, eventually, they just give us the big conference room in the back to where they can shut the door, and we just give us free reign back there. Yep. <laughs> what times. what day do you qualify this year? Uh, we're Friday. Friday. We're uh, we boys Friday. Yeah. Hey, I'll be there on Friday. Yeah, Josh will be there on Friday night. He's what, going Thursday, Friday. Is that going right, Josh? Thursday in the pits, and then Friday we're sitting in the stands. So yeah. Bought our tickets this weekend. Oh. They weren't cheap. <laughs> so, what do you if you're getting down there on Friday and you're loading in on Saturday? What the hell do you do for the next what six days, five days? Party, watch some races. Party, yeah. <laughs> Go to Walgreens each day. <laughs> well, now that you have races <laughs> yeah, five all day, all week, so that's a good thing. That's just it. Yeah, I mean. My dad, he can go and sit in the stands from freaking sun up to sundown. He'll sit and watch every hot lap, every every heat race, every race. I like to just go and you know I'll go watch some races, come back down. But yeah, during the day we just kind of go. You know, we'll go out to eat at a couple places. We got a we rented a house again this year, which is really cool. So we can just uh, you know lounge there if we need to, and then uh, we're going to see some sights in Tulsa, and then mostly just hang out at the track and visit with people that we only see once a year. Let's be honest. Tad is walking around the pits. He has his driver's suit on every single day, scoping out <laughs> the hot awesome. divorced moms who are rich and bought their kids rides. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. He's already got the Hoosier thing around his neck. He's like, see, I, I, I raced last night. Yep. <laughs> I, yep. I have it right here on my, on my, on my, on my trophy. So I'm going to make sure I take that off and take it down with me. And just wear it around. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you, you mentioned that, you know, a lot of it, 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 you go down there and have a good time. It's it's friends, family. It's a vacation for you. What what fr- friends and that you don't get to see um, every now all the time are you looking forward to? I know back in the day it was the uh, the sprint car form group. Um, all those guys. Most we, of them. Guys. We all had yeah. um, get-togethers at Cowboy Sharkies, uh, bars across all across Tulsa. We got together and it was always a good time with those guys. Are all those guys still coming down and hanging out, or has everybody kind of yeah, moved um, ways a little bit? No, yeah, pretty much all. Pretty much those guys will be there. I mean, you know, some of them's moved on and stuff, but yeah, Slim. You know, I'm I'm anxious to see him, and then uh, the guys from California that we were parked next to the last few years. They're always a fun group, and then yeah, um, Matt Westfall. I like just like getting together with him during the week, and uh, yeah, just you know, people you don't get to see very often. I, I got a question about, uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of debate about the purse and how it only pays 10000 to win. Uh, um, and I don't want this to sound like an insult, but your perspective might be a little different because uh, you really don't have that shot of $10,000 paycheck. But right. uh, what is your opinion of all this debate about 
the purse and and whether they should pay more, shouldn't pay more. I know most of the, the majority of people go down there to have fun and just try to do the best they can. But uh, uh, what is what is your take on that that debate? You know, I can I can see where the bigger guys, you know, that this is their living, and you know they get paid a percentage of what they win. You know, they go down there and they race. You know, one qualifying night, set the whole week, then race again on Saturday. You know, that's they're only going to get paid two nights there, and yeah. not very much. Where, like you said, Larson can go down and race in New Mexico and and make some money every night. Not that he needs the money, but they look at it different than than like me as just having fun. Right. You know, it's kind of a business. It's kind of a business for them too, because that's how they make their money. They're another you know, t-shirt sales and and all that, that's, that's kind of how they live. So I can kind of see why, you know, those upper guys would want a little bit more. I mean, you know, like you said, they, they go qualify one night and they got hotels for the whole week. That all adds up and, you know, you get $400 at the end of the week and you've lost <laughs> like 2,500 So, yeah. But at the same time, you're spending that same amount of money to just go down there and have fun. Right, right. But you, you know, budget for that. You and you're you are well, like David Gravel said that uh, he's not going this year because he had a deal with whoever's team it was last year. He got paid X amount of dollars no matter just what. Just to be there. So he was making right. money. This year he didn't have that deal. So he, he said he's not gonna go down here, uh, down to Chili Bowl just to lose money. And so I, I completely understand that. So yeah. um it, yeah, it's it I mean Yeah. Well even Larson said yeah, in an interview with Loud Pedal is that he it He's raced in it for 10, 15 years. He wanted to just try something different, but the media blew right. it up as an it was a money thing. Well, he's like, I've been racing yeah. this so many times. I want to try something else. I raced it. Exactly, I want it. Time yeah. to move on. Yeah. You know, I've been there, done that. It's time to do something different. So, Speaking of doing something different, uh, Chili Bowl, we're talking right now, but you also race around the Nebraska, Iowa um, area in the, in the summertime. What are your, what are your plans for, for this, this summer? Um, got the 305 back from Speedway Motors and, uh, we'll take it out and pop around some different places and, and do the, do the old dad and son thing. So, uh, you saw that, uh, the race savers are racing, obviously they race at Eagle weekly, but, uh, right. there's, there's some shows at, uh, Columbus us 30 Speedway announced and Beatrice is going to have Beatrice. a once, uh, once a month, uh, yep. race yeah. saver, uh, race. Are you going to, you gonna make any of those shows? Yeah, I think we'll, we'll go to Beatrice and, and to like Columbus. We'll probably hit there and Denison. Um, just Eagle Weekly. I just, you know, I would like back to that. You've been there, done that, you know. Mm-hmm. We did it so many years that, that I just don't want to race weekly right now. So, so yeah, we'll go like Denison every other week, maybe every couple weeks. And then um, wanting to go down to Belleville. And then um, <coughs> just seeing somebody else's schedule came out. Oh, I think maybe US 36 is scheduled. What, what, about, what about 360s? Do you have a 360 anymore? I have a worn out 360. So, you know, we either we either could have spent, you know, the same amount of money to get it freshened or buy, get it freshened and race three or four times around here yeah. or get a 305 and, and race unlimited. Any yeah. any thought of taking that worn out 360, bringing it down to Eagle Raceway in June for the High Limit Series and uh, try to just have some fun? Dang, you'd almost talk me into that. Uh-oh. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of the guys here are all 305 guys. Right. We don't have right. a lot of 410s. Uh, there's a good chance that 360 guy is going to make the field, and you're going to yeah, make some money making that field. Yeah. 
you, you might be able to talk me into that. I might have to talk to the Especially to guy, the guys who have a lot of laps on that track. They, you know, they know what to do with that motor. Well, <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, <laughs> and that's just a different tack. That's just a different type of track to drive. I mean, you know, it's, Eagles is just a big different track than all the other tracks around. Plus, you know, you go out to Eagle Race where you're going to see some friends that like, you don't see. Like all Brandon time. will yeah, be there shooting too. photos because he's retired. I will be there <laughs> shooting photos. I don't know. But he takes photos of wildlife now. I will be there. I say, I'll bring my dog and maybe you can do some freaking dog <laughs> sitting for me. Heck yeah. Pet, <laughs> awesome. pet photography pays some money. <laughs> it does. So bring your checkbook. I know. I had one trying to hit me up the other day. And I was like 300 bucks or something. I'm like, hey, I like my dog, but. I don't like my dog that much. There you go, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. I'll, I'll cut. I'll cut Tata deal two ninety five. Yeah, two ninety five. Do you promise that they'll be in focus this time? <laughs> that I <laughs> that I cannot guarantee. Uh, With a free eight by ten, <laughs> I cannot guarantee yeah. that they will be in focus. But I will guarantee it's that the, I will guarantee that Tata will be behind there flipping me off. <laughs> That's how he gets his Fire, dog to Fireball smile. always gave me. Fireball always gave me a good discount, so. <laughs> yeah, and they were in focus, too. <laughs> well. <laughs> that is awesome. Maybe. <laughs> All right, Tad, uh, before we let you go, um, uh, we, we talked about you know, the upcoming uh, the summer series and maybe taking 360 out to uh, to uh, Eagle Raceway. Yeah. And you, you mentioned yeah, that you're, you're uh, you said it, that you're getting up there in age. How much longer are you going to be kicking around the dirt tracks? Oh, as long as dad and I can do it together. I like that. I mean, I, I, I look at another 10 years probably. I, I, I like that. Cause it's all, it's always a good time when the Hallman's are at the racetrack. You know, like I said, we've been doing it long enough. You, you gotta have fun. I mean, the time you don't have fun, then it's time to hang it up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's why That's... I kind of stopped shooting photos for a little bit. It wasn't fun. <laughs> Me too. That is exactly. I never I took photos. So I don't have to worry about that. You never go to the races either. So <laughs> hey! no, fuck off. <laughs> Hey, I'm going this next week. I'm going to be ahead of you guys. You're the only count. one going. Absolutely, I'll, I'll have two races under my belt. <laughs> you know what? My what? You never know. I might get a wild hair up my ass. There was one time, and thank God Tad Holland was there. I got a wild ha- oh, hair up my ass, this. and we did a down and back Tulsa, Oklahoma for the Chili Bowl. My wife slept in his trailer, and my ex-wife slept in his trailer the entire <laughs> damn time. That sounds exciting. I remember that. So, that was a good was night a for good you, time. Brandon. Hey, anytime we're at the racetrack is a good fucking time. So, so you never know, Josh. I might get two races in this week. Uh, so, so next we week, drive by you Friday or Saturday, driving back home, and you're driving there. We'll well, wave so, to you. There's no chance you're driving by me. I will be driving past you. It'll be black on ass. <laughs> If your car can even make it there, that's, that's, that's the question. He might, need, he, might need, he might need a ride, Tad, on Saturday. That's the big question there. All right, he has right. my number. I'll call me and I'll, I'll come pick him up. That's right. In his driver's suit. See? Tad, Tad, and, I, Tad and I have some secret <laughs> secret deals at the racetrack. So, I mean, there's bail money. There's uh, there's all sorts of stuff, you know. Secret, <laughs> secret handshake stuff. Money. <laughs> Just in case shit hits the fan. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. You got to know where my phone's at at all times. That is true. Same goes for me. So, Tad, <laughs> thanks for joining us on the program tonight. Uh, good luck down at Tulsa. Uh, Josh will be there. So, hopefully, Josh will swing by the pits and, uh, and hang out for a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. And uh, we'll talk to you later, man. Good, good luck, Tad. Good luck. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. See, see you, buddy. Hello, and welcome to the Amazing Pizza Machine, Omaha's award winning play and buffet experience. 
with over 60,000 square feet of indoor food and fun. First, feast your eyes on this. Our amazing buffet is packed full of delicious choices and is super convenient for families, groups, and folks of all ages. Yes, pizza is our middle name, but our unlimited buffet has so much more. And for the 21 and older club, we serve beer and wine available by the glass. Our amazing arcade is one of the largest in the Midwest and is something for all ages, with over 170 of the latest and greatest video and arcade games, as well as rides and attractions. Voted Omaha's best family entertainment center and best place for birthday parties, the amazing pizza machine is the perfect destination for any celebration, and we hope to see you soon. Join Stars photographer B.A. and Off-Ice official Gene Cotter for Thunderstruck, the unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. We'll talk with your favorite Lincoln Stars players, coaches, and alumni. Oh, it was a great night, yeah. Beat, beat them in their own rink just before the buzzer. It was something special for sure. I don't, I don't want to call it a surprise because I knew that there was uh, a great rich history for hockey here in Lincoln, but uh, I, was, I was really happy to see the fans come back in droves and, and be such a great supporter for us. I might have to throw my roommate on the bus. Uh-oh. I think Sato doesn't have the best tape jobs. He actually just spray-painted all his sticks white um, on the bottom of them. I think uh, he's copying some, some NHL or he's looking up to, but I don't know. I think it's dusty. I think a lot of guys think it's sick, though. <laughs> to let him in penalty minutes, back before they handed out those little 10-minute wussy misconducts on everything, with 265, <laughs> Thunderstruck the podcast all season long, right here on the Anchor app or wherever you find your favorite podcast. This is the Dump and Chase podcast. We're trying to model ourselves after what you guys have done a little bit. Voice of the Phantoms and friend of the show, Mr. Matt Lipsack. I am along for the ride and perhaps provide some modicum of adult supervision here, although really that's a lost cause at this point. We welcome back Phantoms president Andrew Goldman. It went smoother than it did with Matt. I want that added. (laughs) I want that added. What are you shaking your head now for? I'm agreeing with you because oh. he has absolutely killed us this year. Well, so far, finger guns has meant Sam shut up. So. Yeah, that's that's not helping. I'm trying to process. Okay. Check out the Dump and Chase podcast every Wednesday on Western Reserve Radio, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Listen, that like was frightening. All right, guys, welcome back to Quick Time, the podcast. We are now joined by one of the hottest drivers in uh, basically anything recently. Uh, On dirt. Flying Ryan Tins has joined the program. Ryan, uh, some big news you you, uh, put out this uh, past couple weeks that you are going to be joining Keith Coons Motorsports, not only for the Chili Bowl, but also for an entire USAC midget program. But first of all, before we get into that, how are you doing on this uh, Wednesday night? Uh, I'm doing real good, and uh, thank you guys for having me on here. So uh, the big news, uh, I guess everybody's been talking about, is is the USAC midget. You're going for USAC midget rookie of the year. You're also going to run for uh, probably a points title is what I, I think you, what your expectations would be, uh, especially right. joining joining Keith Coons Motorsports. Uh, talk about how that deal came together. Yeah. So uh, this past year during um, Mid America Midget Week, it was at Meeker, Fairbury, and Beloit, and. Um, I ran with Keith and uh, ended up doing really good. Um, got one win, and then um, the nights after that, 
I got a podium almost every night. And um, after that, Pete Willoughby, he um, it didn't happen, you know, right then and there. He didn't ask me then if I wanted to drive for him, but I think that was when it kind of all uh, came together and he d- kind of decided he wanted me to drive for him. And uh, I'm really thankful for the opportunity and uh, I'm thankful that, you know, Pete asked me to do this. And um, I'm really excited to see how we can do. And um, I think we're going to do really good. You know, oh, sorry, go ahead. You know, the, the, I was kind of surprised that you went the midget route. There was a lot of talk about once he turned of age, you know, 16 years old to run with the World Outlaws. There's a lot of rumors going around that Ryan's going to join the World Outlaw Tour this, this season. So coming out with the with the midgets uh, as as your full time uh, kind of chasing point series, I was a little surprised by that. Was there was there any discussion maybe going all star racing, World Outlaw racing, or even high limit racing? Um, so before uh, the midget deal came along, the original plan was we were just going to pick and choose between outlaws, all stars, uh, high limit deal, uh, just everything. We were never going to pick a certain uh, series to run. We were just going to run whatever. And um, and then later in the year, the midget deal came along. And um, yeah, it, it, a lot of people were surprised uh, to see me go down to the midgets and uh, run run a full year. But um, I mean, I'm really I'm still running 70 sprint car races next year. It's not like I'm just completely ditching sprint cars. Um, so I'm still going to get plenty of seat time in the sprint car. And um, it's I mean, I feel like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And I feel like it could open new doors to you know whatever else and uh i just feel like i kind of have to do it what made you pick the midgets over a sprint or like now if you had a your driving style do you feel like it fits better with a midget compared to like the 410 410 sprint car type stuff um honestly i feel like my driving style i really just feel like it's whatever you run the most of and for me it's 410 sprint cars and uh a 362 and uh you know i i honestly probably feel more comfortable in a sprint car than i do in a midget but i'm sure it'd be a lot different if i was running midgets year round and um but i think it's just you know how quick i can adapt to uh switching in between and uh, adapt to the midget and i feel like i've somewhat proved that you know i can win races in the midget and um I don't know. We'll just see how it goes. Well, that kind of goes with what my first question is with you. Um, seems like lately your your the road path to Knox or to the NASCAR is through the midgets. Um, is that an indicator of of this decision that you you have uh, the big picture in mind, or is this just a fact that somebody's paying the bills for you to race and that makes it a lot more fun? Uh, the way I'm looking at it right now is just I'm trying to just take it one step at a time. And, um, you know, I got, I mean, there's been a lot of guys like Bell and uh, Larson who they ran for Keith and uh, they went, you know, on to be great. And uh, so it's just kind of like, why wouldn't I do it? And yeah. um, you say it doesn't work out and, oh, well, I go run more sprint car races. Um so, I mean, I don't know. I just, I think it was just the best, best decision. And it's, uh, it's the full USAC schedule plus the chili bowl. So it's, uh, 25 to 30 midget races, I believe. And, uh, so it's not, you know, a ton, but, yeah. um, it's still 
a lot more than I normally run. Is, it, is there any talk about doing any of the Power I races uh, as as picking up midget races when when you're not running the sprint car? Um, yeah, so not really. Um, when whenever I'm not running USAC, I'll be running sprint car stuff. But say there is, you know, an open weekend where I'm not running sprint car or uh, a USAC race, and there's an extreme or Power I race, then yeah, I might go run it. But I mean, as of now, uh, not really. Are you, are you still going to run Sunday nights out at Houston's? Uh, yeah, we'll uh, be there for not as many as uh, we were last year, but we'll definitely still be there this year, and I'm excited to run that place again. I, I know that you, you say Houston's is, is your favorite track, uh, real high bank, quarter-mile racetrack. I'm saying it's only because you haven't been out to Eagle Raceway before because Eagle Raceway is one sweet little joint. And is, are you going to be out there when the uh, high limits come out there in I, I, June, in I June, believe it is? June 6th. Yeah, I've heard a lot about Eagle. I've never been there, and uh, I'm really excited to run there. Uh, but, yeah, I'll be there at the high limit deal. And, um, yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about it, and I've seen some videos, and it looks sweet. So I can't wait to run there. Yeah, especially if they, if they get the track juiced up. Uh, it's 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 a it's wheelie a, city down it, it's a diamond yeah. of a racetrack so yeah, it's not nearly as narrow as Houston is either <laughs> but uh i do have a common friend that you have named phil durst he couldn't stop raving about you um i had talked to him one day and he sent me a text and he was like hey where do i put my logo at on ryan's car and i'm like like you want to put on ryan tim's car he's like yeah where do i put it and he was just like all confused and but it was he. He told me the next day we were at a funeral for a race car driver, and he's like, he goes, you know, he's a stand-up kid. You know, I can't wait to see what he becomes in racing because he's he's very fun to watch and just great to be around. So, I, I thought yeah. that was pretty neat. Yeah, we met Phil at, or I met Phil at um, Knoxville during the 410 Nationals up in the suite uh, during the main, and right off the bat, he was just a real friendly guy and a good guy, and. Uh, he immediately wanted to help us out, and I really appreciate everything Phil does. I I love Phil; he's a great guy, and uh, I'm really glad I met him. And um, it's it's really good what he's doing for not just me, but everyone else that races, and just for the racing community. It's really cool to see what he does. You know, you know, Josh, you mentioned that Phil wanted to put his logo on Ryan's car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it was you that told me he wants to he'd rather ride driver suits because they can't tear that shit up. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> So if he buys you a driver's suit, that's why. <laughs> oh, he already bought me one. See? Told you. Yeah. You got this figured out. <laughs> yeah. He hooked me up. Plus, they look sharp in victory lane. That it does. They look, yeah, they look really nice. So I was kind of, I heard on another podcast that uh, your your dad started racing in like street stocks type late, mo- you know, like more mm-hmm. of the fender cars. What made you right. not want to go down that path and go down this path with the open wheel? Uh, yeah. So I grew up. Uh, going to well okay so when he ran street stocks that was before i was even born so i wasn't around any of that but i grew up going to all his modified and late model races and um i mean the difference between a sprint car and modified to me when i was six years old really was nothing i just saw it as a race car and um i really didn't watch much sprint car racing uh it was all pretty much just big body stuff and, uh, and then one day i just told my dad i wanted to race and I'm really not sure why he decided to put me in a, he put me in a micro junior sprint, um, out of I-44 in Oklahoma city. And, 
I'm not really sure why he picked that exactly. I would just assume because it was five minutes from the house. And uh, but I'm, I'm glad he made that decision. And uh, I guess here we are today. Have you ran any of the the big body cars before? Just you know, maybe at a local racetrack on a, on a Saturday night. Uh, no, I, I've never ran anything other than um, open wheel dirt. So uh, I ran a legend car one time on asphalt, but other than that, that's it. So between you and your dad, if you guys were to race together in a race, who would win? Uh, I mean, I'd hope me. Uh, there was <laughs> when I was twelve. Uh, we he put me in a three hundred five Wayne Johnson Wayne Johnson's three hundred five, and um, there was another guy there. I don't remember who it was exactly, but he uh, he decided to just hop in that car in jeans and a hoodie and a helmet and go out there and hot lap with me and. <laughs> I ended up making laps around them, so I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, <clears throat> these guys are too young to, to really remember too much about this, but there was one other Oklahoman that had a, a Sitco as a sponsor, Lance Blevins. Oh yeah, uh, and he—he hey, he was. I he know was, who Lance Blevins is. All I right, do. I was a fan. Do you remember seeing the the Sitco car on TV? Yeah, destroyed in person. No. So how this if this is too nosy, uh, then I apologize. But how did you get hooked up with Sitco? Is that uh, is that like a regional sponsor? Or is that something that your family's affiliated with, or that's uh, just uh, something from yesteryear that Sitco is a? It's a uh, cool logo. Yeah, it's a cool logo for sure. Yeah. So my dad owns uh, Western Fire Express, which is a trucking company. Okay. And um, the way that deal came up was. Uh, uh, he started using the cigar engine oil in the trucks and, um, and then, you know, they found out about the race car deal and it kind of just transferred over and they wanted to be a part of it. And, uh, yeah, so I guess this is their, this is a third, second or third year of them being on our cars. They were on our cars for one year in the micro and then, uh, we got into sprint car stuff. And, uh, but yeah, they've, they've helped us out a lot and I want to thank them a lot too for that. Well, that's a pretty good, pretty cool. It brings back memories from uh, when Lance was driving with the outlaws and stuff. So didn't he destroy it at the nationals one year on the back stretch? Like Probably. completely destroyed it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that year cause I was at the race. I was like, Whoa, he's like one of the guys I liked and wish, you know, rooted for coming out of two and just the car just disintegrated like <laughs> in pieces everywhere. So when are you, other than the Chili Bowl, when are you starting off your 2023 season? Um, so, yeah, it'll be Chili Bowl, and then we'll go to Volusia on the sprint car and run. Um, there's an all-star race and some outlaw, an outlaw race there. We'll run that. I think it's like, like six nights at Volusia or something all together. And, um, and then after that, I'll run some more uh, sprint car stuff. I run sprint car stuff. The entire month of February, um, I run, uh, I'm trying to think, East Bay, I believe, and uh, uh, some other tracks I forget. And then the USAC season starts March 3rd or 4th, I believe, at Kokomo. So what, Go ahead, Brad. I don't know how they do things in Oklahoma, but you're only 16, so you got school yet. Uh, <laughs> how do you juggle that with uh, with this schedule? Yeah, I uh, do it all on the computer now, all yeah. online. So it's uh, it makes it a lot easier than actually going to school. And um, 
yeah, I just take my computer with me and do it on the road. Well, I'll, this will date me, but when I was in school, we didn't have computers, so, uh, right. so I, could, I couldn't do something like that. Hey, Ryan, hey, Ryan <laughs> have you ever heard of a video game? It was a computer game at school called The Oregon Trail. I haven't. Dang, so Brad hasn't okay. heard it. So we have the middle these. generation here, so Josh, and, is the yeah. only ones that know about it. Uh, but what everybody does know about is the Chili Bowl uh, yes. coming up next week. Uh, <laughs> running with for Keith Coons. Uh, this is what, your third Chili Bowl, second or third Chili Bowl? This is my second one. Second one? Uh, mm-hmm. what, kind of, what kind of expectations do you have going in? I mean, obviously, you're in a top-notch car. Um, <clears throat> I believe anything less than a podium finish would probably be maybe a disappointment for you. Yeah, you be right. Um, last year, it was just went terrible. Um, that was just an awful chili bowl for me. And I really don't know what the problem was either. But um, I mean, I know I'm in the best of the best now. And um, not that I wasn't in great equipment last year, but, uh, you know, Jared's on the wrenches this year and he's great. And me and him get, get along really good. And there's just good chemistry over there. And, um, I honest, I mean, I don't want to sound cocky or anything. And I mean, I'm not feeling overconfident, but I mean, I really feel like I could win a prelim night and, um, I feel like I could lock it in the show, but, um, I just got to put a good night together in my prelim night and, um, maybe get a, get a lucky pill draw and just get a good night together. I, I wouldn't say that's cocky or anything because, um, there, to me, there's there's two groups of, of guys that go to the Chili Bowl. The guys that go out there just to have fun. Uh, we, we had a, we had a guy on earlier tonight, just a local guy here in Nebraska that goes out mm-hmm. there, basically his vacation. He goes out there to have fun. He brings mm-hmm. his car and makes some laps. Then there's guys that go out there that expect to win, and and that that's their goal is to go out there and race and win the race. So how how do you, how do you, you as one of those guys that go out there to expect to expect to win and want to go out there and perform at your very best every night? kind of deal with the guys that are out there just to have fun. Uh, yeah. Do you I mean, approach those guys any different than, than just any other racer? No, I mean, I respect everyone the same as anyone. Uh, but I mean, I can understand, you know, some people just, there's some people that try to do this for a living and then others that just do it for fun. And I respect the guys that do it for fun. It's, uh, it's not cheap and it takes a lot of work to get a car ready and everything put together. And, um, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to dog on anyone. And, um, but I mean, yeah, just it's, it's my job as a driver to drive around them all. So, um, you can't get mad if you know someone's in your way or anything like that. That's the one thing about chili bowl is they always talk about that. If you're one of the best to be down there, you're not going to make a lot of friends because yeah, you're exactly. pushing and going forward. Um, that's to me, that's, that's, that sounds more like what you're trying to say is I just want to go forward and I want to do well, or I want to win. It, I mean, I was always told a long time ago that you have different class of drivers in general. You have the guys that just show up. You have the medium class that just wants to make the A main. And then you have the guys that want to win every race they're in. And to me, you're definitely one of those guys that do that. I thought you were going to quote uh, Days of Thunder there for a second, Josh. <laughs> that would be JJ Riggins that told me that. <laughs> hey, Ryan, I got a question for you. And this is probably more ignorance out of my part than anything. But you being from Oklahoma, I assume you have a lot of laps around the Tulsa Expo Center because – I don't pay much attention to the Tulsa shootout. So I assume you raced at that quite often. Uh, yeah, I'm, I have definitely more laps than uh, a lot of kids my age around there. And, uh, I've ran the shootout trying to think here. 
I ran in a micro probably. I didn't run it this year, but uh, all the years before that, I ran for like four years probably. So, um, yeah, I got quite a few laps around there, and I would normally run all four classes there. And uh, and then I ran the Chili Bowl last year. So um, now that you know, I kind of know what to expect. Uh, yeah, so you're pretty I'm feeling, with that track. Right. Yeah, I'm feeling a lot more confident. So one thing I got to know is, is there something in the water down there in Oklahoma? Because if you look at – midget racing as a whole there's a lot of really good oklahoma drivers and a lot of good california drivers is there something in the water down there in oklahoma that that maybe we should uh pipeline up here in nebraska um i kind of give credit to port city which is i'm sure you've heard of it the track in tulsa uh that's where i ran i-44 is five minutes from my house but uh port city up in tulsa which is like two hours away from me was where all the competition was and um that's where i ran my or micros my entire micro uh, career i guess and um we had a lot of success there and uh, it took a long time to get good because all them guys down there they were just great and uh <clears throat> i'm just i'm thankful that you know i I'm a, i was around uh, an environment like that and i was able to um race all the time and just get better yeah we we have a good friend uh in t- uh, of the show and trey grop that is from here in lincoln that moved actually moved down to oklahoma city to to race port city in i-44 and just kind of hone his craft a little bit yeah micros and he's running a, a ch- ch- with the chili bowl this year and uh, with dave right. back and uh hopefully it, hopefully it works out for him hopefully he starts drinking that water and uh gonna kind of kind of be a de facto oklahoma guy Right, yeah, that'd be pretty neat. Well, here's a question for you. Uh, with the shootout and the Chili Bowl, when you're lining up for in the, the on-ramp, which what is more intense between those two races? Like if you're lining up for a heat race in either one of those? Uh, for me, it's just it's just waiting is what I hate the most. Uh, just waiting and thinking about everything is what always gets me the most nervous, and I just feel like I always overthink everything. So um, this year I'm just going to, try to not think as much as I can and just go out there and race and uh, just keep the nerves down. And um, I, I will say the chili bowl is a lot better because then compared to the shootout, because, you know, you just run your prelim night one night and then you're done the entire week. And uh, instead of the shootout where you're racing every single day. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's nerve wracking seeing everything going on and just hearing the cars and, uh, you you definitely get butterflies in your stomach, and uh, I guess you just got to find a way to chill out. What uh, what night do you qualify this year? I qualify Monday night. Monday night. So mm-hmm. so you you just talked about the waiting. So what do you do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday? Uh, um, do you are you kind of expected to help out a little bit with the other Coons cars? It means he's bringing like eleven of them, or or uh, you <laughs> just study the track. I could just kind of absorb and learn or what, what do you do for the next couple of days i think a good thing to do is uh just watch the track and see how it is every night uh, at the end of the night and it doesn't tell you how it's going to be saturday but it just kind of gives you an idea and um yeah so that's kind of why i picked monday night was just to i just need to get it over with i can't wait <laughs> i just want especially after a night of practice on sunday just to go into Monday and race will be a lot better. And, um, but yeah, then they're going to have a lot of cars this year. I think they have like 15 or more. 
uh, I could be wrong. That's a lot. Yeah, I think they have around that. So, so, uh, so do you have to help out at all with the cars or is that not your job? And they, they have people hired to do specific jobs. I'll just like clean panels and stuff. I don't do nothing. Like <laughs> sounds about like what which, I do on a race car. <laughs> yeah. Which it's, they say it's not too bad on, uh, all the premium nights cause they really only have three cars a night. They have to work on uh-huh. and, uh, it's Saturday is what wears them all out. But they all do a really good job over there. They're always working constantly, and uh, you got to give props to them for how much yeah, they work. I, I can't imagine the organization that it would take to to keep everything going. And everybody has their own driving style, so the setups have got to be a little bit different. But uh, just to have that all organized would be amazing. Does each car have its own crew chief? Uh, it's it's like every three or four cars have their own. Like Jarrett is with me. Or for the Chili Bowl, is is with me, Buddy, uh, Kay Lewis, and someone else. I can't really remember. And then, you know, the other crew chiefs have their three or four cars. You know, Brad, with him, with him running on Monday, I want to call it out right now. What he's going to be on be doing on Tuesday is watching Buddy Moore or Bobby Moore paint his photo or paint his picture <laughs> out there uh, out there on the Chili Bowl walkway. So okay. I so, hope so. Uh, that I'm calling out right now. Uh, Ryan Tins is my pick for the Chili Bowl this year. Uh, you guys heard it here first. There it okay. is. S- sounds yeah, good. I'll, I'll try not to disappoint. It's that uh, quick time karma is what it is. <laughs> That's what we're hoping for here. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Brandon has done well at his pick, so. <laughs> hey, I, picked well, Thorson. I, I think I picked Thorson last year, so. You didn't even know Thorson won last hey, year. Just because everything in the past <laughs> couple years has been a complete blur, I blame that on alcohol. So, so, I did. I think I did pick Thorson to win last year. So I'll Ryan, have to go back and check the tape. Ryan, a couple weeks ago, we had talked about Chili Bowl, and I brought up who won last year. And usually I know less than these two about who won races. And mm-hmm. I told him, I was like, oh, Thorson won. And they both looked at me, no, Larson won. And then they looked it up on the website, and they didn't say a word. And then they cut it out of the podcast saying that I was wrong. <laughs> hey, as the director of the show, I have the creative liberty to Dang do it. so. That's funny. You can't look like an idiot. That, that's right. Yeah. I, but I can make Josh look like one. And as a friend, it's my duty to do so. Exactly. Anyway, get back to racing. <laughs> uh, I don't have any other questions. No, I, 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 I don't know. We're, I, I definitely am looking forward to having you here uh, for Mid-American Midget Week again. Uh, Fairbury's kind of right in our backyard. Eagle Raceway is just up the road from us. So uh, we'll get to see you here. I know, I know we saw you at IED Speedway last year. and. uh and obviously at Knoxville and whatnot. So uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get to see you again around here uh, soon and uh, parking that Keith Kins midget in victory lane. Yeah. Whenever I'm uh, at a track around you guys, if you're there, just come say hi. Well, actually I'll be down at the chili bowl Thursday and Friday night. I might have to see if you're really cleaning panels and stuff like that. In hey, the you just got to well, get that. <laughs> They'll be all clean by Thursday and Friday. Uh, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to get past that Keith Coons security. So. Do they have security? <laughs> the big guy? Like, uh, I know him. Security yeah, is called up. Rico Abreu. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> all right, Ryan, good luck at the Chili Bowl. Thanks for joining us on the show tonight. And uh, like I said, uh, you're my pick to win. So hopefully we'll see you in victory lane. Yeah, thank you guys. And thanks for having me on again. All right, that was Ryan Temps. Finally, after uh, after a little bit of a uh, scheduling conflict, uh, for some reason, Josh, you, you're telling me he's always texting you at 3 a.m. So I was yeah. like, you know what? If we got to do the show at 3 a.m., we're doing the damn thing Brandon at 3 a.m. will be awake. Me and Brad will be asleep. Yeah, there would be you only one or two hosts because <laughs> I'm not getting up. That'll be that. the most intelligent conversation I had all day. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, <yeah>. depends. <laughs> depends. All right, guys. Uh, 
before we wrap up the show, uh, what are you looking forward to the Chili Bowl? Just the Chili Bowl in general. Chili Bowl, yeah. It, I've I've gone to the Chili Bowl for, gosh, like four or five times. And granted, it was about fifteen years ago. All right. But, who, uh, who 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 have you seen win at the Chili Bowl? Uh, Sammy, a couple. Um, other than that, I can't even tell you because it was 15 years ago. I, I don't remember. I, we always sat in the first row or two and, and just right outside of three and four, get hit by clods every now and then, but it was a great experience. And, uh, boy, I, I don't know that I could handle five, what, six days of, of the chili bowl like it is right now, but, uh, man, that's, it's an amazing event. Um, it's kind of a shame that it's clouded by some of these people that complain about the purse. Nobody's being forced to go down there and race. Uh, so you, you go down there to have fun and you get that golden driller. And if you get the bonus $10,000, it is what it is, but, uh, um, it's, it's, it's a great event and, uh, it's clearly very popular because everybody goes down there and it's a sellout crowd. So, and now there's six nights and when I went, it was three nights and now it's uh, six nights. And so, uh, a great event. And, uh, I mean, what else is there to do other than, I guess, go to New Mexico to watch late models and at Vado Speedway. It'd be like watching 305s. <laughs> hey. Oh. Hey, fuck off. Had to bring that up. Anyways, <laughs> no, I, I've been down a couple of times. Uh, I really want to go again. Uh, just it ain't going to happen this year. Unless, Brad, you want to watch my dog, and then I'm going to the Angeli Bowl. There you go, Brad. <laughs> Boy, that sounds like a deal. <laughs> But no, I, I, you know, the first year I, we talked to uh, Tim a little bit earlier. Um, my first year at the Chili Bowl was 2008, actually, and Damian Gardner won that thing. Uh, saw Sammy win it. Saw Kevin win it. Uh, I believe I was there when Brian won it. I'm not quite for sure. And I was there for uh, Kyle Larson's first first one, I believe it was. So yeah, I think you were. Yeah, I remember you were there for that. Yeah, I can't even tell you when I was there. It just uh, it was a long time ago. I, I've been there a handful of times, uh, and it's always one of my favorite races. Whether whether you're there, whether you're watching on flow right or flow, which you know you, all your all all every race, you don't have to switch streaming service now. That's yeah, so it's, nice. it's going to be right on flow. And if you do want to change, it's going to be on Map TV too. So, I mean, from the C's, B's, and A's, it's going to be on Map TV like a regular traditional uh, race broadcast like they've done in the past. Or you can just stick to the guys on flow racing and uh, check it out there. But, Josh, first time going Chili Bowl. I yep. know you've been in the shootout before. Yes, I have. What are you looking forward to? You know, I'm just looking forward to see the difference between the two because I know when me and my brother were trying to figure out tickets and seats and all that, we didn't understand, you know, after going to the shootout, it was – you get your pit pass, you can sit wherever you want. This is you have to have a seat to be able to sit. And that kind of blew me away. I was like, oh, okay. And so, you know, I just want to see the atmosphere. Lucky here. for you, though, you are going on Thursday night and a, and a Friday night, so it's not going to be as packed. So, yeah, so if you had a, a pit pass, you could maybe find a seat. Right. But Saturday night, if you don't have a ticket in the grandstand, your ass is watching the pits. Yeah. And by watching, watching the pits, you're watching on a big screen. On the big right. screen. You know, and that was something that they complained about the shootout this year is where they moved the TV or the yeah. the, the screen. Uh, going back to that, my first year at the Chili Bowl, the, the big screen was in turn two. Was it really? It, it's been in turn two for the longest time. Then finally, when I went back, when Larson won the thing, it was it was in turn one. So I, 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 I do see the advantage. I don't know where it is in turn two right now. I, I haven't seen like the uh, like a, a fish eye view of the racetrack from the tall grandstands on uh, it's, turns. It's, it's outside up high. So yeah. I don't know. Out of two I don't know if it's it. is if it is in the original location back when uh, back when it was in turn two because I remember Joe Orth uh, has a photo of Sammy Swindell 
in Victory Lane, and if you look back in the background, you you see the see him on the on the on yeah. the jumbotron. So yeah. interesting. You see his like his finishing places, like the top three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah I I think it's uh, I don't think the drivers can use it as much like as they used to. Where uh, when they would come out of four, they could see the screen and they could see if they needed to go. They could block a little bit or something. Right. And they could see. Who's so I guess them. it's I think it's probably less likely to happen now that it's in turn two. But do you really need that? I mean, you can watch. On the ramp, everybody has their phone sitting in, in the cockpit of the car, right, and getting pushed out. They're watching non-flow racing. How long is it going to be until somebody, because, you know, the Chili Bowl is the home of no rules. Someone are going to mount an iPad up in their race car so they have the Chili Bowl yeah. running <laughs> live right there. to be the first one. Well, <laughs> Kyle Larson said that he used it uh, uh, to, to block in his races, so... Uh, uh, it, it gets used. I'm just uh, glad that they did make the adjustment and move it over to turn two. Like I said, I, I've never been in a, tr- a car there, so I don't know how easy it is. They should at least delay it like, delay like 10 seconds or something. There, there, yeah. I think there there's, gonna be some delay there's the a little feed. bit of a delay in the feed. Uh, I know that when like we're watching the, uh, the, the shootout at work, and we have TVs up front in the building over the place. and in the back. And I can walk, but I walk up like, holy shit, did you see that? And it hasn't even happened yet for Josh and yeah. Josh and the guys up front. So yeah, that, that's when it's like, oh, what happened? That's when race? I, that's when I, I get smart and I start making bets with the guys. I'm like, hey, I bet you this yeah. guy's going to win a race. <laughs> so here you go. Who's our picks? I told Obviously you. Yours is Ryan Timms. Ryan Timms is, is my pick uh, for Monday night. Wait. You said for the for Chili Bowl. Listen here. You for, did say for Chili Bowl. Listen here. For Monday night, he is my pick. Okay. Um, Chili Bowl is going to come down to Ryan Timms or Buddy Kofoid. I'm taking Ryan. What are you taking, Brad? I'm going to say it's either going to be Rico or Buddy. And I have not. I haven't looked at the qualifying night, so I don't know who's running what night. Yeah. Sammy's running Wednesday is all I can tell you. There's uh, seven Nebraska entrants. Seven? Uh, seven. That's a lot. Yeah. But uh, I think uh, Buddy's going to be right there. Um, I think uh, Rico's going to be right there. I'd like to see a new winner. I mean, Thorson I think you're going to. I think so you're going to see. Gonna I think see you're going to see a new winner with the exception of maybe Rico. Rico is kind of the wild card and and the whole repeat winners, uh, especially being in the Keith Coons car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like I said, is Ryan Tanner's my pick, but I would not be surprised if you see Buddy Kofoid in victory lane on Saturday night. See, and I think it could be Tanner Thorson. He got it figured out. He's done well the last two years. I know he's in his stuff now, but you can't tell me he's not going to be a competitor in that final night, knowing what he knows about the track and how to run it. And I will say, I will not be disappointed to see Kaylee Bryson in victory lane. That'd be cool. Yeah. She's probably got the best chance for a female to do it. She's, uh, she's doing really well with that kick AM car. And, um, yeah, she's, she's, she's very impressive too, in my opinion. She's definitely very smooth on that track. She looks smooth in the, the micro races down there. She came from back of the packs a lot of the times to the front. I know, I know, Brad, do you, did you catch any of the shit out? Did you watch any of I, it? I actually, you know, I've been on this podcast and saying how that I think it'd be painful to watch the shootout. This year I watched quite a bit of it, and uh, I'm really, other than I didn't know who I was really watching, uh, they they put on a pretty good show. Now, I couldn't watch it from 9 in the morning until 10 at night. I'll but, tell you what, that's uh, what we did at work, because uh, just like March Madness, mm-hmm. it's a great week at work when the shootout's on. It, it, yeah, they did, it, it was a pretty impressive event, That's and for for the staff to keep that show rolling like they do, that's, that's they do an amazing job but uh yeah i did actually watch it this year and it was pretty impressive how uh the competition i mean some of those 
dipstick bonsai moves that they were making, but uh, the competition was really good. Yeah, I mean, even and then you had the the flagman getting hit. Yeah. Me, Brandon thought we both thought he got way more hurt than what he did. Like I, Brandon you know, said, a broken. When ankle. I saw it, uh, the initial thing, uh, initial thing I I thought was he broke his ankle. Yeah. I was like, there's no way in hell that Terry did not break his ankle right there. And you know, thankfully. Couple of stitches. stitches. He's, he's back at the racetrack. Yeah. So yeah, he was there the next that night. He was yeah, he was the there you know, a couple hours later. So I mean, thankfully, uh, thankfully Terry's all right. Uh, like I said, just the way that car hit, I was like, oh, dude. And just knowing, like I, Brad probably knows more than I do, but just watching him, like that just shattered a fucking ankle. Well, he mm. moved his leg pretty quick to get out of the way. It, was, that's why it looked worse than what it was. I didn't see the the event, but I, I mean, I've obviously read about it on Twitter and stuff. But yeah, to to get hit by a midget and a micro midget, and just to have twelve stitches—that's a that's he's a pretty lucky man. Yeah, for sure. I mean it. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. He stands right out there in the front stretch, so it's not like he's behind a concrete barricade or anything. And like I that. saw a bunch of f- stupid people on, like, why don't they put up flags? And have you not watched the Chili Bowl or the shootout? They flipped down the front stretch of that entire fence, so he's you, probably safer. Wait, you said they should put it in the front stretch. No, I did not. What'd you say then? I didn't say anything about where it was. You said it should be. It, this is what will make it have to be on the front stretch or in the. No, I did or not. Build a flag when stand. did I fucking say that? You said it last week. No, I didn't. <laughs> All right. Pull the tape. Pull the pull, tape. Pull the flag. <laughs> pull the tape. I, I think it's cool that he's on the front stretch on the ground. I mean, I'm it's sure like, that if he didn't like want to do it. It's like AMA motorcycle stuff. I'm sure if he didn't want to do it, he wouldn't have to. They would find something else for him to do. I, 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 I do remember saying I was saying it is sketchy as fuck being down there. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, as a photographer, yeah, we're behind the barricades, but... It's still, it's still sketchy small. Spot. I mean, you could still easily get hit down there if they start flipping into that infield. There's not a whole lot of room to get out of the way. But, I mean, it is what it is. Cool event. And uh, he's just... I would not in. I would not want to be there. I, I would not want to go to the event. I don't want to stay there for... But it is fun to watch on flow racing. So what's your prediction for who is the highest uh, Nebraska driver? Who, who will finish that? All right, so who do we have from Nebraska? We have Tad Holloman, who was Tad. on the program earlier, yep. uh, Don Drought Jr., uh, Marcus Kennedy, uh, Cody Ledger, Jake Neal. Jo- uh, John Klablundi and Brian Schwabauer. Trey Grott. We got to count him. Yeah, Trey, Trey's something. Trey's a technically. I want to call him. He Trey lives in Oklahoma now, but. Okay. I mean. Highest finisher? I'm, you got to go with a veteran, Don Drought Jr. You got to go with Drought. I'm yeah. picking Grott. I mean, I think Junior, if he, Junior's consistent. I mean, he can, if he gets going, he does pretty well. And he's in the best car out of that stable. Yeah. I All mean, right. Burks but doesn't put some cheap stuff in there. Who does Grop drive for? Dave Mack. Dave Mack. Same so thing. He, he, he's in a good car. But since Tad Holloman was on Quick Time and Quick Time Karma, you know, Tad Holloman's going to be a top point guy on his, on his qualifying night. <laughs> Wait, we're talking about Saturday, though. Yeah, I'm just saying. Karma. <laughs> uh, have you seen Tad drive? Not in a while. Like last time I seen Tad drive, he's racing. On big nights, he might step on his weeby a little bit. Love you, Tad, but it's true. Well, I mean, and you wonder why you get flipped off by Tad. <laughs> he ain't gonna be picking you up when your hey, car breaks it's, down. It's love, man. Tad and I have a special friendship, and it's it's a good one. So, have you ever been to the expo part of it? Oh, or you what's that like? Is that where is that actually at? Because it's shootout. It's, it's small. It's, it's right where you were. Area. It's right yeah. where you were. It's you, is it? Yeah, you walk in through it to get to the stands and stuff. And, there's okay. there's going to be more vendors out there. So, so you walk in the front door. Uh, so if you're walking in front door, you you take a left. Okay. 
That's going to be where all the vendors are. It's going to be down that front main row right there. Okay. And then it's going to go back against the wall, maybe 40, 60 feet. So wow, that's pretty big. I mean, what all is it just selling product or is it trying to get you to buy driver suits and driver suits, like uh, t-shirts, helmets, t-shirts. Helmets. So you uh, could potentially have drivers, rockstar energy drinks, uh, all sorts of stuff. So there's usually, a, uh, like I haven't been there for 15 years, but there's usually a, uh, uh, stripper joint advertising their their joint there and Cloud Nine. Cloud I don't nine. think Cloud Nine's around go, anymore. I don't but, think it is either. Yeah, but uh, but I remember when I went Cloud Nine, Legs and Eggs was the place to be. <laughs> so, did we have any questions on the Facebook poll you put up? You oh, the Ask Us Anything. Or did on, we have any actually on, phone calls? We did not have any phone what? calls, but let me pull up some of the uh, the uh, Ask Me Anything's here. If you guys do us a favor and go on the podcast that you wherever you listen to the podcast and and give us a review and and maybe even write a review that would help us out because uh, people see that and if they see that we have no reviews they're not going to take a chance and listen to this podcast so get on there and give us a star rating and uh, um, preferably five star and uh, write us a little review and that'll help boost us a little bit. Well, before I started on the podcast with you guys, I actually wrote a review, you gave did. five stars yeah. and. I'm sure, I mean, every little bit helps definitely for sure on that stuff. Quick time podcast. Uh, I asked us uh, on Twitter and Facebook, kind of an ask me anything thing, uh, segment. I saw, saw a lot of uh, podcasts doing it. A lot of YouTubers guys doing it. Uh, didn't get a whole lot of stuff, but uh, Dan Taylor uh, commented on goes, if you were to start a 360 series here in Lincoln, in Nebraska, who would you like to run the series? Rodney Droud. That'd be my pick. For sure, hands down. Uh, he killed the NSCA, so... What? Uh, I'm just kidding. Rodney, <laughs> Rodney, if you listen to this, I'm just kidding, <laughs> kidding with that. Dan Taylor, he's got the money. Uh, Dan, <laughs> Tesla Dan is my pick to run it. He, I mean, he seems to know everything, so... That, that he does. He knows everybody. I don't I don't really know who I would pick to run it. I mean, do you do kind of like the URC stuff and make it a club thing and you got to buy memberships in there and yeah, have, you know, have a club run it? When Dennis Parker was running uh, the, the Nebraska 360s, uh, he said that once he once he got out, that he, among many things, the time and all this other stuff, he was putting a lot of his own money into the program, and so, um, and, and that's not fair on on whoever's promoting it. They're donating time and all the crap that they got to put up with, and then have to donate their money into the program. Yeah, I don't know who you would you, would you know want to get. who I would who would do a damn good job is Joe Kosicki. What he's done with the super late model series, I don't know if he has any interest in it. I know he is continuing the Malvern Bank 360 sprint cars here in Nebraska. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be a long term uh, process with that. If this just kind of kind of take a year by year, but Joe Kosicki would be the guy to do it. I can see that. Yeah, and they're they're though those guys alone are keeping the 360s alive. You know, we've we've said on this show before that uh, the 360s are on life support. I think next year is the make or break year because there's no home track for them. They have a race in Stewart, uh, Stewart, County. Iowa, not Stewart, Nebraska. So it's not the little Stewart race track that it's not. No, it's in Stewart, Iowa. Okay. There's one less track in well, Nebraska. So I was uh, hoping for because Stewart International Speedway up there where the 305s yeah. were. were uh, God, who, who won all the 305 races up there? I, 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 I can't think can't of his name right it. now. But, but it's not that racetrack. It's in Stewart, Iowa. They have three car, uh, three races that we know of on schedule. Uh, with no home track, uh, you know that there's not very many 360 cars anymore in Nebraska. 
Um, and those that have, we do have, they don't travel Thayer very County, much. Thayer County Speedway has a 360 race coming up, and Beatrice has a 360 yeah. race this year. But I'd like the, to see that. the Iowa cars don't travel. The Lincoln cars don't generally travel. So if they don't get out and support the, the these races, then I would assume this is the last year for, for 360s in Nebraska. And then we've said that last year. But thank God the, the Kaziskis, they're going to try and keep it going for one more year. And for Malvern Banks to, to Malvern Bank to step up and be the title sponsor one more year, that's pretty awesome, too. That's pretty cool. All right. Uh, Ryan Kampf, another announcer over at Eagle Raceway alongside Dan Taylor. Uh, which sprint car event are you most looking forward to attending in 2023? And what track that does not typically run sprint cars would you like to see them at? Uh, for me, I think everybody here is in agreement. The Highland Sprint Cars at Eagle Raceway is the most anticipated sprint car event in Nebraska in a long time. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you have to go that route. I mean, who who wouldn't pick that to be the race you yeah. want to go see? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait for that event. Uh, I always love going to the Knoxville Nationals, but uh, yeah, I'm uh, we all of us miss going seeing four tens at Eagle. So yeah, that's a must see event. I think for for 2023. And what track do they not normally go to? Um, I don't know anymore. With uh, I mean, every it seems like every almost every track has a sprint car special. Uh, yeah. US thirty has a sprint car special. Albion has sprint car specials. Uh, Beatrice now has sprint car specials. Yeah. I've seen a few sprint car races at Beatrice. They have not been good. Right. But hopefully, hopefully with Tommy Denton take o taking over as promoter of the racetrack, he'll get the racetrack right for sprint cars. I know he knows a lot about sprint cars. Uh, hopefully the the track will not take rubber in hot laps like every right. other sprint car race I've seen there. So probably Beatrice is what I'm looking forward to uh, with the 305s and also at the end of the year with 360s. And that's a big thing for to bring the, the sprint car group to your track. If you don't, you got to prep 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 the track differently than with late models, and and most of the time they don't. And so I hope that they they all take that extra step and, and getting a little bit more water on the track. But, uh, I, I don't know. I, uh, I wish I'm, we're going to all miss I 80 speedway. That's for sure. I don't know what track, uh, I would like to see sprint cars at that don't generally race at, uh, yeah, I have a tough, I mean, I don't really, I think it's cool to see three sixties back at Beatrice. I mean, I remember going to the NSCA. I, stuff. I, the only races I've seen for sprint car stuff at Beatrice has been three Oh five races. So, so uh, seeing, seeing, seeing a big uh, 360, I know the 410s have ran out there with the World Outlaw Gumout Series. Tyler Walker picking up a victory uh, feature went out there. Uh, sadly, I missed it. It was before my time. <laughs> but uh, so, and I can't imagine what a 360 or a 410 sounds like underneath those covered grandstands. Oh, it's yeah. loud, yeah. very loud. I mean, I remember my only one of my few memories I have of them racing at Beatrice is when uh, Keith Haichu was going into one and he flipped out into the cornfield. And like you couldn't even find his car, like it was that buried in corn. But uh, otherwise, I I enjoyed going out to Beatrice and watching out there. Um, I always thought it was good racing because it was a lot of the drivers I really liked back then. Um, nowadays, I wouldn't even mind seeing a midget race out at Beatrice to see what that's like. I mean, that they would be hauling at, at a track like that. No, it's, it's all on track prep too. So yeah. And again, I hope the cars support those shows. Uh, the Beatrice race is in September, and so there shouldn't be much competition for other tracks. Yeah, there's not so a whole lot going on in September around the area, so hopefully, hopefully we'll get, get a bunch going. of three hundred fives. Hopefully, we can get some Knoxville three hundred sixty guys to travel down here. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Yardley wants to know what was the most significant impact that got three hundred sixties going around Eastern Nebraska, 
what hurt them the most. And then uh, also he wants to know what has been the most memorable moment in sprint car history in Nebraska. So I don't know if any of you want to tackle one of the questions. Um, you know, I'll tackle what hurts 360 sprint car racing the most in Nebraska is the drivers. What? I think it's the money side of the it. money and the drivers saying, Hey, we can't, we're not coming out here racing for, for $700, dollars to win. And the fact that the drivers will spend whatever it takes to get that competitive edge. They're the kind of, yeah, I, I get it that the, the companies out here are like, okay, you know, set of heads is X amount of dollars and whatnot, but they wouldn't raise that price if the drivers weren't spending it. So, That's true. So I kind of I kind of blame the drivers a little bit, you know, when it's when it started, it was supposed to be an economical uh, class, and then you know just shit got out of hand. We all know there's no economical class. No, not even 305s is right not now, economical. No, by I think what got uh, with the most significant impact had to be those three or four guys that were sitting around a coffee table in what was it 79, 80, and said we need to get a, a 360 series going at Midwest Speedway, and they did, and that got it going, and they got it, they were organized, they had, <clears throat> excuse me, a set of rules, and man, Sunday night at Midwest Speedway was awesome. Yeah, we, was. We, we we would drive from Wood River, Nebraska, which is, at the time, it was 55 mile an hour speed limit. It was a two hour drive on a Sunday night, and we would go every Sunday night, and for my dad and mom to do that, and then get up and go to work the next day. Um, when we all slept on the way home, so that was we got a two-hour nap in. But uh, that was probably the most significant thing. And what hurt them the most is just the cost of of, of a three sixty, and then the purses not going up uh, with it, and uh, it was just got too costly. And I mean, there's sixty thousand dollar motors if you want to be super competitive, and, and you you just can't afford to do that for a thousand dollars to win. And so. Um, and what will it take to get going again? <laughs> I don't know if anything can get them going again. A damn miracle. Well, other, other I, than, I think there is something that could get it going again is the talent. You need the young talent from the micro. We have the talent. Look at the 305. Yeah, there's, there's, there's plenty talent. of talent in right, 305s. But you don't have, like you said, three or four guys that were probably pretty dominant, like Riggins and them. If you can get like the younger generation. Hey, come Riggins up, even said on the show that he's going to get the fuck out of his own way until like 84 so <laughs> but i mean you got grossenbacher's son you got Stu's son i mean yeah but you have guys you're not like gonna, you're not gonna put those guys in a, in a 360 car if there's nobody promoting the races yeah that's true. so there's got to be some guy with deep pockets to come out here and say hey i'm gonna promote a race series blah 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 it's gonna pay twenty five hundred dollars to win three thousand dollars to win it's got to be a significant amount of money, and it's got to pay all the way back in the field to make it worth these drivers' time and and money to and go money out there. Go, go out there. Look at three sixties across the country. Other than California, they are struggling everywhere. I mean, Knoxville has a pretty decent count, and it's partly partially because of the three Knoxville three sixty booster club. They're throwing an extra three or four thousand dollars into the purse each week. Oh, I didn't. Um, know that. Yeah, and but there's no three hundred fives in Houston. There's no three hundred fives at Park Jeff. Uh, you mean three sixties? Three sixties is what you mean. There's three hundred fives. Oh, sorry, yeah. There's no there's no three sixties you know, at Houston. Brad Brown, big three hundred five <laughs> fan over here. It's getting his his, his class so, is confused. So. 360s are dying. They're costing as much as a three as a 410, and the purses are are a third. Well, most of them are pay a thousand dollars to win, if that. But the ASCS pays four thousand to win, uh, and so the, the the money is not there, but the expenses are the same. So, other than California and 
people are trying to change that in California. 360s are a dying breed out there across the United States. So I don't know that anything can save them anymore because uh, if you're going to put together a program, you're going to go race 410s. Well, and some of it too is the four to where are you going to race? You know what I mean? If you're going to get a 360, you're not going to race very much. I mean, and that's the thing. That's where, where we need a promoter to come in here and be like, Hey, yeah. we're putting on a series or a track to say, Hey, we're going to take on this class. Yeah. But what track? And they're going to have to build yeah. it. They're going to have to build it up because right. if they said, if, if they had a, a track, um, let's just pick Beatrice means they're, they're adding sprint cars this next year. Beatrice says we're all in for 360 sprint cars and they're going to have, less than 10 cars this year they need to put money in the purse and put an effort to promote and maybe next year they'll have 15 and, and, and build a back and that's up. the thing you got you got to stick with it everybody knows in nebraska that you do not stick with anything look at our football coaching situation that's true you can't give these guys more than five years to build a program you're going to need to do that if you're going to build a 360 program because you're, you're, you're going to get 10 cars you're going to get maybe 15 cars but you need to keep put in the grind and hopefully, you know, get, you know, back to the heyday of Eagle Raceway when you had two B mains every freaking Saturday there's, night. There's definitely yeah. not an easy answer to that question for sure. Well, and it's all about the young town. Like I said, the young town, they go into late models and modifies because there's more places they can race at a, not a cheaper price, but it, it's more readily available to them. I think with sprint car racing in general in Nebraska is it's, it's just not there anymore or the appeal. And, and I know you say you need a promoter to take a hold of it and do it, but you need money. I mean, really that's what it all comes down to with three sixties in any racing is if you don't have the money in the sport, it's going to die. It's not going to live. I mean, you got to have somebody passionate about it and wanting to do it. Yeah. I think the bottom line is a track needs to adopt them and there needs to be money behind it. Otherwise you're, I mean, name, name the three sixties that we have really right now. You got Dover, Ledger, um, Stu, Stu, um, Birch has Clubundi, one. Uh, Birch has one. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Roberts, I think has one. Ryan Roberts. Yeah. Um, Roberts has one, but he's done more 410 stuff in the, in he the has because that's all they can race really. Yeah. yeah so. there, there's, there's probably 10 or 12 360s still in Nebraska. And so it's, how do you, how do you go to um, Columbus and say, Hey, let's have a 360 race. How many cars are you going to bring? How many many cars are you going to bring? I can can guarantee you like seven cars. Well, why would he, why would he book that? Why even show up? Yeah. But what's weird is that we have Speedway Motors in Nebraska. Why are they not helping the sport as far as, the money side of it. You know what I mean? We have an, we have a chassis builder with EMI, you know, I mean, why, why are we not getting that help for that in our own state? I think to me, Speedway should be something that should want to step up and, you know, make this what it is to make it better. Cause it's only helps them because it helps their products and stuff like that. So if you're racing at Eagle raceway, at three sixty race, you can come to Speedway, buy what parts you need, head out to the racetrack. I mean, to me, well, I will tell you a, good- a rumor that I heard. Uh, Speedway went to buy I eighty Speedway. They just wanted to own it, but they didn't want to run it, and uh, it, it, the the deal fell through because they just didn't have anybody to run it. And the Kaziskis were not in on that deal. They did not want to run somebody else's program. Yeah, so I mean that's just a rumor. There is I have nothing 
I can only tell you that was a rumor that I had heard. I also heard that Tony Stewart was buying the track. I heard that Kyle Larson was buying the track. Same old rumors they hear, everything. They're supposed to save the sport, but uh, um, that's just a rumor that I heard. So, yeah. Um, it, Shit, I heard quick times buying the fucking place. Yeah. Whoa, we got some money? Just don't cash the check. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just, uh, I don't know, uh, to put it all on Speedway, I don't know if that's fair either. Um, but, you know, the more races they have, the more parts they sell. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, I don't know. It's a it's a huge investment. It's a lot of time, a lot of headache. Um, I mean, shoot, Speedway owns how many properties in Lincoln, Nebraska? I mean, they own like half the town with, with different buildings. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. It's, it's going to take somebody with deep pockets, a big desire, and... I think you need to have a home track. I don't think you can run a series, a regional series. I, and I think now, that's what what helped with the, when they got started. They had the home track at Midwest Speedway. Yeah, and the Eagle. Now, I mean, they had both. Now, now yeah. with that being said, I did post a Facebook question about the status of three sixties in South Dakota, and see, and I've gotten some replies, and it looks like their status is unchanged from last year. They do not have a home track. They're going to have about a same, a same amount of, uh, of races that they did last year. But they're again, it's they, the, it's the, those MSTS, MSTS guys that are saving 360 racing. And they need to work with Nebraska and Nebraska needs to work with them in order to sustain 360s in, in this region because... And fuck uh, those Iowa guys, they right? Don't, they don't have enough cars to, to field a full field and neither do we. So they need to work like off-road in Norfolk. I'll host a couple races and hopefully we can get enough cars cars to to sustain 360s for a few more years anyway but i i think that everybody's got to work together and we do need iowa's help uh, some of those guys that the, the race over there need to come over here but again they they're not going to come over here for a thousand dollars to win yeah. so what's the worst what, why would you want to travel that far and, for and, that much and really you got to look past a thousand dollars to win what's it paid for fifth what's it pay for tenth and and show uh, to finish last is going to be what three hundred dollars two hundred fifty that yep. you can't drive over from Iowa for that um, so um, now they do but uh, it's just, it's it's hard to I I just don't know where how you're going to solve the three sixty issue in Nebraska I mean yeah. it might be too far gone to to save it I mean hey, I, we're holding on life support man we ain't pulled the plug just yet. You know, but in all honesty, at least when Roger came out with the 305s, he stuck to it. He didn't change for anybody. I mean, there were so many people that wanted, hey, we don't want these 305s. We want 360s. And there's still drivers out there that run on the 305s are saying, hey, we don't want these 305s. Yeah. I mean, but that's what it is. You had it, like you, like you said, Brad, you have somebody stuck to their guns and they, they wanted to build it. And they did. I mean, thank I'm thankful that Roger did that, that he did allow this to, you know, to have sprint car racing in Nebraska and to have a home track for it, even if it is 305. To me, that that says something about he started it, he built it, and here's where it's at now. I mean, you have the 305 Nationals there. I mean, you know, we, Brad, you, you, you're obviously you're not a big 305 fan, but can you imagine what racing would be like in Nebraska right now if Roger did not have the 305 program? There would be four sprint car races a year yeah if that so yeah, i true. mean you gotta you gotta thank him for for bringing that because we, we get weekly sprint car racing uh at eagle raceway er, every saturday night out there and uh it's obviously grown where other tracks are bringing in those 305s you know columbus's i uh, beatrice's yeah. so well, you, you gotta be thankful for that a little I, bit i've I said agree. all along that roger had to do what he had to do to save eagle raceway and so hey i have no no qualms with that and and it's and it's working for him he's getting 40 305s there every week ish 
um, it, it works for him. So that's, that's good for him. But, uh, yeah, I, I just, I wish I, I'm a 410, 360 guy and I just wish we could have more of that, but and more power, baby. If it looks like it's going to be a trip to Houston or Knoxville to see 410s. Well, but in all honesty, hey. you can use the these three sixty races that you have now as fans to support them because that's what's going to help show these promoters to keep doing that's, it. That, and that's that's the big key is you need to get the support. So yeah. what, what, if uh, if a track's going to take the risk to bring in a three sixty or a four ten race, get out there, support it, uh, support your local racetrack because uh, obviously uh, you don't want to see everything end up the way of Idaho yeah. Speedway. They're not making any more of them. <laughs> right, we'd be quick tight in the podcast talking about. Pennsylvania. <laughs> Damn it, Freddie. Ate your spaghetti. Ate your yeah. spaghetti. Actually, he got engaged. Did you see that? Well, yeah. Smoke show girlfriend like that, I'd be getting engaged too. I think, Brandon, you need to start doing some marathons because that no, sounds like No, you know what needs her. to be is I need to walk around Tulsa Expo Center wearing a freaking driver's suit. <laughs> and you know, and and being a good looking dude is probably probably help out a little you bit. You might want to just leave the that ain't helping here. Bonus. That's a little bonus. That's a little bonus. Just leave the helmet on. They don't know. <laughs> Put Buddy Kofoy on the side. <laughs> it's Buddy. Yep. <laughs> but no, that's all I got. Anyways, uh, I think that's going to do it for tonight's show. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Like Brad said, uh, go out, like the podcast, share the podcast, leave a comment, a review, whatever. Even if you want to tell us we fucking suck, do it. Yeah, Brandon tells me that all the time. So <laughs> let us know. Because uh, those comments and reviews, uh, they help uh, show the podcast apps that people listen to this damn thing. So uh, I know I know there's a handful of people out there that do it every week. <laughs> uh, so go out there, leave a comment on it. Tell us how we're doing. Tell us what we need to improve on. Uh, Even what guests you'd like to see on the show. Yeah, I mean, that'd absolutely. Be nice. If you want to see, if you want to hear us talk to somebody. Tell us what host you want us to get rid of. <laughs> we just can't get rid of Brandon because he runs the whole show. So yeah, he's got the equipment. Hey, <laughs> me, me and Brad just sit here. I don't need to be on it. I will loan this out to you. <laughs> you keep telling me that. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, everybody, thanks for uh, joining on the program tonight. Uh, we will see everybody uh, possibly next week during the Chili Bowl Midget Nationals. Sure, why not? See you later. Long, I'm about to get